So the book we were reading is First They Killed My Father by Lung Ung, and the book is about the Cambodian genocide from her perspective and how it affected her family and millions of others. Um, my name is Claire. My name is Lauren. Ray. Charlotte. Jayla. Amy. Okay. Let's start the first point. Okay, so um, I think something that was really interesting is how Lung like, developed as a character. Like, you can see how she's getting older. In the beginning of the book, she was about, like, three or four, right? And yeah. by the end, she's six, like, around six or seven. And you can just see how she's kind of beginning to mature and, like, get older as the book goes on. Ethan, it was like you brought up something in a previous meeting uh, when they were living in their home city, I don't know how to pronounce it. It was in uh, present tense, she would be uh, yeah. like, my mom and I or whatever, mm -hmm. my sisters and I, and it sounded very childlike, yeah, but now sure. that she's in the labor camps or villages, it's more mature and you kind of forget that she's only six years old when she's in those camps. And it's in like past tense now, it's not necessarily in present, it changes tenses a lot. Yeah, exactly, and like when she was younger, her family would kind of like keep stuff from her, you know how yeah. she'd ask yeah. questions. And her dad would be like, oh, don't worry about it. But now that she's kind of like yeah, understanding. Yeah, it kind of seems like she like runs the show. So yeah, yeah. And you can definitely tell that even though it's been such a short time, she's had to mature like really quickly oh, because for sure. of her circumstances. Yeah, it's such like a, it's probably going to affect her for the rest of her life, obviously. So yeah. Yeah. And like along with the character changes, like her dad is like, I feel like he's, starting to be like more serious because he knows like what could happen to them and their family. Yeah. And he's being like really cautious about everything and especially with the food, like he like saves the food for everybody except yeah. himself because he wants to put his family first because he wants them to like thrive. And there's that one part where she talks about how she can tell he's getting skinny, but like he'll always wait to eat until the leftovers. Like he never, that was a while ago, but like that's just one part I remember where yeah. she was like, he's getting skinny, but he still like puts us first. Yeah. And I feel like with some of the characters, their personalities may have changed, but their morals didn't because like yeah. the dad still always puts his family first, even though he's like gotten more serious and not like explain how much he loves his daughter anymore, but he just shows it. And even like her older brothers, sorry, even like her older brothers like are sacrificing stuff. Like the one who was getting like, abused by that chef, like everyone's putting yeah. forward, like they're all doing something. Yeah, and two of the brothers had to like move away to like go work somewhere. Uh -huh. And so did one of the older sisters. So they're all kind of like split up now just to like help support their family and do what they have to so they don't get killed. I mean, now we're talking about like the things that haven't changed. Think about the things that have changed. When they were living in that other city, they wouldn't have fought for roadkill for food. Mm -hmm. She literally talks about, like, yeah. I would fight other villagers for, like, a dead rat in the mm -hmm. road just so I had something to eat that day. She stole from her family. Her dad got extra rice because he was friendly with the chief, uh, and they'd cook that in secret, but she stole some at night because mm -hmm. she was so hungry. Yeah, and in the beginning, like, they had one of their neighbors come up to them and be like, oh, like, earthworms are actually really good for you, and she, like thought that was the most disgusting thing. She was like, I could yeah. never do that. Or when he was like shaking the tree to get the June bugs off so they would yeah. have like something to eat. Like, yeah. She talks about like eating crickets, scouring the fields yeah. for bugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like even before that, like she was talking about like 
when she was like in the city like she would like never imagine herself like eating those types of things yeah but now like i had like this quote and it's like showing how like she has become like more mature and it's on page 92 and it says surviving for another day has become the most important thing to me so i kind of show that like she's like becoming more mature and like thinking about like surviving for another day yeah and she like knows what's yeah. going on and knows and she doesn't really have time to worry about anything else yeah that's all she is focused on. but then the thing that comes with that is that she does resort to selfish things like stealing from her family yeah even though it's to survive but, but she can't do that because that could be harming like everybody else yeah um i have this like one quote that also shows like how she's beginning to change she's talking about the leader of the um I don't even know how to pronounce it, the Angar or whatever. Yeah. And she's saying, it's so aggressive, but she's like, I'm going to kill Pol Pot. I hate him and I want to make sure he dies a slow and painful death. And like, it goes on to show how she feels towards him. She's like, he ruined our lives and like ruined everything for my family. And that's also showing how she's getting older because she's like, it's like anger and like it's showing yeah. her maturity and how she feels towards him. And then it gets to a point, I read a part where she was like, talking about almost wanting to kill herself because of mm -hmm. him and how miserable that she's made that he made her life for her and her family yeah i guess it sounds like that was a pretty common thing like she talks about different people or families committing suicide to escape this kind of sadness and she yeah. doesn't understand how they can live with that yeah like it's so like hard to deal with that people would just rather like be dead than have to go through with this and her family they've gone from like village to village like i can't even imagine because like I yeah know, that whole they thing just have has... to constantly move and they're like living in fear and whenever she's like all i want to do is go home i feel so, like i can just i feel so bad for her mm -hmm. yeah and you can tell that it's like really hard for them like, yeah because they all are like so stressed out like constantly and there's one part where the she was fighting with one of her siblings and her mom got so mad she like threw something at yeah. her and then it made like a cut in her head and then she was like freaking out she was like I'm gonna die because I don't have like I can't I'm not like healthy enough to repair myself yeah and so her mom like started crying because she felt bad because she's like oh my gosh and then her dad was like no it's fine you're not gonna die but it just came to the point where her mom got so like mad about them just yeah. fighting constantly that she like threw something at her like impulsively and even like the stress of everything else probably like was built up yeah okay it's just like hard to handle Do, does anyone have any more good points um i think another thing is that's really important is that people like outside of their family like the whole village is starting to like kind of go crazy with like all their family members dying and like the limited amount of food they have and the amount of work they have to do like they're getting less and less like the government is giving them less food every day yeah. but they're making them do like more work for them and like the labor camps and stuff and like yeah yeah and her sister was at one of the things and like that's when they found out she was super sick and Really, none of them, only the mom got to see her before she died, and so that was, like, hard for their family to deal with, especially the dad, because all the, all the sister wanted was to see her dad and the rest mm -hmm. of her family and to yeah. be brought home before she died, and that didn't get to happen. Okay, so 
Um, I think what I've learned from the book is like I barely had any knowledge of like the Cambodian genocide. I don't know about anyone else, but I like didn't even like I knew nothing about it. And this book yeah. has definitely given me like a lot of information and background. And I also think it's like really interesting to see it from someone's perspective rather than just like learning about it because it shows like how how much it like impacted a person and a family. Yeah, I also didn't really know anything about it, yeah. and I think it's... At this time, freshmen with the last names V through Z, please report to room 201. Freshmen with the last name V through Z. And it's like really sad, but it's also kind of interesting to see it from her perspective and like see what personally happened to her. And it, we learn about in general what happened, but also yeah. like we get a specific example from one Exactly, person. and like her family too. Or like yeah. hearing it from like her perspective, it just like made me like think about like me, like what would I would do in her situation, yeah. like how I would act like towards like the whole situation. Yeah. Okay, and then should we talk about, and the author's like thesis, I think is to give perspective on the genocide and like how it affected her and her family, like, cause that's yeah. obviously the main point throughout the book. It's just to kind of explain the growth between the family members and everybody else who was in this situation and what the outcome is and how it affected them as they grew up. Yeah, exactly. Good? I think that's good. Bye-bye.